Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Too Much Tuma Show. My name is Brennan Tuma, and you can find me on Twitter at Too Much Tuma. Just a reminder that for now, I'm taking articles I write and turning them into audio files by recording them as podcasts, just to get the show off the ground. Eventually, I plan to introduce some other fantasy baseball topics, as well as begin taking listener questions. For today's show, we're using an article I wrote for Fantasy Pros earlier this offseason, titled Fantasy Baseball Second Year Primer, Hitters. Of course, even though the article was written back in January, all the analysis still applies. Let's dive in. And we'll begin with Luis Robert, outfielder of the White Sox, who is the consensus favorite for American League Rookie of the Year honors entering 2020. His rookie year turned out to be two different stories, as the 23-year-old absolutely erupted onto the scene before struggling badly down the stretch. We'll start by recapping the good version of Robert, who hit 298, 348, 612 with 10 of his 11 homers through the end of August. Once the calendar flipped to September, however, he immediately fell off a cliff and hit just 136, 237, 173 to close out 2020. Robert has always been a high-end real-life prospect thanks to his base running and defensive prowess, which gives him a very high floor as a player. However, it wasn't until his 2019 minor league breakout where Robert became an untouchable dynasty league asset. As you can see, Robert can generate 30 homer power despite a swing that borders on effortless. Yet it wasn't difficult to see where things could go wrong for him as the summer went on. Robert was swinging at everything last year. His 57.3% swing rate was the second highest in baseball. He ranked in the top four of the league when it came to swinging both inside the zone and outside. Combine this with a bottom two percentile whiff rate, and eventually, pitchers figured out the book on Robert. But Major League Baseball is a game of adjustments, and it's now on Robert to adjust back. Becoming more selective would be a good place to start. A swing-happy approach isn't what propelled Robert to that early success. Swinging at the right pitches is what did the trick. He has all the physical tools to be a true superstar with a better approach at the plate. Therefore, it's important to remember that Robert has just 56 big league games under his belt, and from 2017 to 19, he only appeared in 200 minor league contests due to injuries. This is a young player who's still figuring out who he is as a ball player, and we certainly shouldn't write him off. Even if it comes with a weak batting average and prolonged slumps, Robert's 25-25 skill set will keep him very fantasy relevant for years to come. He's a high-variance player entering 21 drafts. I'll certainly be on the lookout for any off-season stories highlighting a change in approach. Up next is Cabrian Hayes, third baseman of the Pirates. Thank goodness Hayes didn't debut until September 1st, when a lot of the fantasy community began shifting their focus to football. Otherwise, his 2021 average draft position would be even more out of control than it's already going to be. A first-round pick of the Pirates back in 2015, Hayes was almost exclusively known for his glove coming through the minors. Yet after a 24-game sample in the big leagues, it looks like he could follow in the footsteps of Nolan Arenado and Matt Chapman as quote-unquote glove-first third-base prospects who eventually erupted offensively. 
Hayes hit a robust 376, 442, 582, with five homers, 11 RBIs, and 17 runs scored in those 24 games. Now, before we get completely carried away, let's note that the 376 batting average was fueled by a 5-for-5 performance on the second-to-last day of the season. According to Baseball Savant, Hayes' expected batting average came in at an even 300. This falls more in line with his career minor league batting average of 279, though we need to make note that Hayes started hitting the ball with more authority in the second half of 2019. This carried over to his major league performance in September, where Hayes put up a 92.8 mile per hour average exit velocity and a 55.4% hard hit rate. Both of these would have ranked within the top 15 of baseball over the course of a full season. The one area where we could nitpick Hayes' game is a high ground ball rate, 47.7% last year. A lack of fly balls will limit his homer potential unless he undergoes a swing change, but Hayes is talented enough to continue making adjustments. He's already a much different hitter than he was entering 19. With Hayes' current skill set, I see him hitting around 280 with 15 to 20 homers, but with many doubles, even a handful of steals, kind of like an early career Manny Machado. Of course, his talent gives him the upside to be much more than that once he gets more experience under his belt. The 23-year-old is already going within the top 140, but I'd be comfortable selecting Hayes closer to the top 100. He could be an outright steal in more casual leagues. Next, we'll talk about Kyle Lewis, outfielder of the Mariners. Because there's this misconception within some circles that Lewis came out of nowhere in 2020. He didn't. Lewis was the 11th overall pick of the 2016 amateur draft, and Baseball America pegged him as the 34th best prospect entering 2017. Unfortunately, the young outfielder suffered a devastating knee injury soon after turning pro. His prospect shine faded over the next few years, but Lewis still made it to the majors for a rebuilding Mariners squad in September 2019. And Lewis popped in those 18 games, hitting six homers and five doubles to go along with an 885 OPS. We didn't have any actual stats to examine when MLB resumed summer camp in July 2020, but every report on Lewis came with rave reviews. Then he homered off Justin Verlander on opening day. Then he kept homering and eventually won American League Rookie of the Year. This isn't to say Lewis's season was perfect. Far from it. For all the love he was shown during 2020, Lewis finished with an 801 OPS. He faded hard down the stretch, as both his strikeout tendencies and whiff rate eventually caught up with him. Through August 31st, Lewis struck out in 24.8% of his at-bats. That figure rose to 37.1% in September. This isn't to say Lewis can't adjust back, but strikeouts have been an issue his whole career. While the 25-year-old was an amazing value in 2020 fantasy baseball leagues, we shouldn't go right back to that well, especially at a higher cost and a rising number of concerns in his offensive profile. The fourth player we'll discuss today is Alec Bohm, third baseman of the Phillies. Like fellow third baseman Hayes, Bohm is another young stud who we will have to pay a premium for in 2021. 
The 24-year-old is already being selected right around the top 100. Yet there's a case to be made for taking him closer to 75th overall. Bohm's surface level stats are fantastic. He hit 338, 400, 481 in his first 44 big league games, which made him a finalist for National League Rookie of the Year honors. A strong hit tool was the foundation of Bohm's high-end prospect status. He certainly backed up that reputation in 2020, though it didn't come with as much power as one might have guessed. Bohm hit just four homers during his initial MLB impression, but he also totaled 11 doubles. His 144 ISO was a big drop from the 213 mark he put up across three minor league levels in 2019. Of course, that could be attributed to Bohm adjusting to big league pitching, and the fact that he hit 338 shows that he wasn't really overmatched. Bohm's approach at the plate is one to believe in. His fantasy value will come down to whether or not he can tap into that power a bit more, as well as if he can reach double-digit stolen bases. I'd want at least one share of him if I was playing in multiple leagues. Up next is Drake Cronenworth, utility man for the Padres. Cronenworth was one of the best waiver wire pickups of the 2020 fantasy baseball season. An out-of-nowhere stat cast darling who nearly went on to win NL Rookie of the Year. Cronenworth's base stats over his 54-game season were more than useful for fantasy managers. A 285 average to go along with four homers, three steals, and an 831 OPS. This production came with some exceptional hot stretches and plenty of positional versatility. However, I'd be lying if I said those end-of-year numbers are all that special. Cronenworth has a skill set that real-life baseball managers dream of, a versatile speedster who rarely strikes out and has some unexpected pop. Several of his talents don't translate the same way to fantasy, though. The baseball savant page looks great, as the 26-year-old ranked within the 95th percentile of both expected batting average and expected WOBA. But as a fantasy asset, Cronenworth seems far more useful in leagues that prioritize batting average. And the Padres run as much as anyone, so we should expect 15 or so steals over the course of a full season. I'm not too confident in the game power. So Cronenworth was a great story last year, and it's tough to say anything negative about him. I'm just not sure he's a difference-making fantasy option. Those deeper roto leagues with a heavy emphasis on positional versatility, batting average, are probably his best format. Lastly, we'll discuss Ryan Mountcastle, first baseman outfielder for the Orioles. You might have easily missed Mountcastle's production if you had moved on to fantasy football as of August 21st. The 23-year-old slugger finally made his debut, long after many of us in the prospect world expected it to come in 2019. And he made an impact in fantasy leagues down the stretch. In 35 games, Mountcastle managed to hit 333 to go along with five homers and 23 RBIs. A former first-round pick, Mountcastle's poor defense meant he was never considered a top 50 prospect by any traditional sites. However, he always hit, which led to him being named the International League MVP in 2019. That's AAA. The last two seasons we've seen Mountcastle, both in the minors and the majors, he has produced. 
His underlying metrics aren't much to write home about, which does give me some pause on aggressively drafting him this year. And I'd shy away from his ADP around 140. But I could see targeting him in more casual leagues, where some league mates may not realize his recent track record of success. Lastly, I'm going to just go go through all the players in the order of ADP and kind of give the verdict on where I'm at as it comes to their 2021 draft position. Starting with Luis Robert, he's a very volatile player. It depends to how much risk you're willing to take on for the immense upside he can bring. Obviously, you're going to have to pay for him. For Alec Bohm, his ADP just seems right. Not a lot going on there. Kyle Lewis, I'm fading. Cabrian Hayes, I'm aggressively buying. Mountcastle, I'm not buying the ADP, but in casual leagues, I could see him being a better value. And finally, Cronenworth, I just feel like has a low ceiling. His value increases in those 15-team roto leagues that use batting average. But that'll do it for today's Too Much Tuma show. Thanks for tuning in, and as always, you can find me on Twitter, at Too Much Tuma. Thanks for coming, everyone. Talk to you again soon.